Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back with another episode of the Whole Brother Mission podcast with a, a new set. Had to move some things around, so I hope uh, you like the upgrade and got the technology together too. So, uh, Corona has been good to me in that regard. We've uh, spruced things up a bit in terms of the podcast, so that's a that's a positive. Today's episode, I have a, a, a native of where I'm from as well in the Washington D.C metropolitan dmv area his name is ryan smith and he he has an interesting story i know i normally set these things up and try to give you an introduction on where we're going and where the conversation will go but i'll allow him to introduce himself and tell you the story <clears throat> firsthand ryan how are you i'm doing good man i really uh appreciate you for having me on today um i, I didn't expect for something like this to happen you know at least so soon right um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I I understand. Uh, it, it may be maybe new for you, but um, I got some insight into uh, a post of yours. Obviously, you know, being friends on social, and I thought, yeah. man, I am so glad that he shared this because I know that there are many guys with similar situations that are, are struggling with it, that hide it, or that don't want to share it. And for sure, as for far sure. as the whole brother mission, we always want to highlight conversations like this. Um, to normalize it so that others can get the help that they need and so that we can feel more comfortable dealing with all the difficulties that come with life. So if you could just kind of bring the audience in on that post that I'm referring to, um, your journey uh, and where you are today. I guess, you know, you can t take us back as far as you want, but I think um, yeah. the more you share, I think the more people realize that, hey, this isn't just me. Um, some of these right. experiences are, are very common. So go ahead and Take it, take it home. Yeah, I understood, man. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, again, so I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I'll be 25 actually next month. Um, let me see. I will start you guys. Let's just go from the beginning. You know, I, I don't mind this at all. Um, I graduated high school in 2013. Um, and in high school, I, you know, I was all good. I was all good. No kind of mental illness anywhere. Um, I mean, at least not to my knowledge, you know, um, uh, graduated. I was going to PG community college at the time. Um, I was there. I always tell people I was there for like a, about a quarter to a semester so that I didn't get talked down to because people were always quick to be like, Oh, so you dropped out of college, you know, why'd you do that? Why, you know, because people, people are fast to judge, but they don't think about what somebody may have gone through. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was in college from August to September. <laughs> August yeah. to September. Um, I came home from class one day, <clears throat> and I wasn't good. I was not okay. I couldn't tell you what was, what was up. Uh, I was like, Mom. Um, I don't remember clearly how the conversation was going, but pretty much it ended with me feeling very suicidal. Um, there was, there was no way for her to calm me down. Um, we hadn't been in a situation like that before. I'm not sure if it was the, 
new experience of college, you know, not being around my friends or my my regular schedule. Um, but I was just, I was very down, just, just down. I didn't feel like I needed to exist. I didn't feel like I, I was meant to belong any place. Um, and so I, we went to doc, um, doctor's hospital just because we didn't know what else to do. Um, we get there. Um, my mom tells the person at the front desk, uh, pretty much my son is feeling suicidal. Uh, they go into panic mode. Um, and now this is kind of where my story, I feel, gets kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this time, I was 17 years old. Um, they took me straight to the back um, and ended up calling some psychiatric therapist virtually yeah. Um, for me, for me to talk to, um, there was a lady. One of the doctors there had told one of the nurses to stay away from me because they felt that I was a threat. Uh, simply because of my mental at the time, you know. Um, therapist that I talked to over um, the video call. She also said the same thing. She felt that I was a threat. Not only to myself, but to those around me. Um, she felt that I needed to be someplace other than just an average hospital. So here we are now. I'm in the hospital probably three, four hours. Um, I've calmed down. And so now I'm like, oh, I'm apologizing to everybody, trying to get them to understand that I just, at the time, wasn't, this wasn't myself. You know, I'm back to, to hap- being happy, talking. Um, anyways, you know, it didn't end like I was hoping for. Um, I was transferred probably an hour and a half away from my family to a a psychiatric hospital in Rockville, Maryland. Um, don't remember the, the name. I don't really care to remember the name, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, and so they kept me there um, for about three, maybe four days. Um, but it just so happened to be the same exact week of my 18th birthday. Um, you know, every every kid, teenager dreams of their 18th birthday. You know, they're finally legal. You can go out and do what you want to do. Parents give you that extra freedom. Uh, where was I on my 18th birthday? I was in a psychiatric hospital, you know. Um, and it was for sure it was an experience you know I didn't know what I was getting myself into going there Um, it was like a okay here sign the papers here's your bed and now okay so I'm asleep 7 o'clock in the morning I have a guy banging on my door and I have to follow like a schedule because they feel that my mental health was that bad. Being there, I'm just, I'm gonna just stay on this for a second because mm-hmm. I saw different forms of mental illness besides this is what I go through. Um, 
and this is part of what made me kind of want to start advocating for things. Um, I was around people, and I, I really hope this doesn't make anybody feel too uncomfortable. Um, so I won't stay on this for too long. But I, I was around some people that would cut themselves and talk openly about it as if it was okay. I was around some people that was like, yeah, man, so I I tried to jump out of the building. I'm still here. Ha, 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 you know. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm not supposed to be here right now. Um, maybe another day we're eating and a girl loses it. I mean, throwing food all over the place, banging windows. Um, so it just, moving forward, it, it was very uh, traumatizing for me um, to be there, uh, not knowing what to do. I only got to see my family maybe 30 minutes to an hour every day. Um, having to follow a schedule, like I said, was just... Uh, I don't know. I can't put a word to it. Mm -hmm. Traumatizing. Traumatizing. Um, so the day after my birth, uh, birthday, I finally got released until I was 18. I could make my own choice to um, for them to dispatch me. Uh, what is this? Um, 18. Uh, so when I got out, yeah, okay. Wow. Wow, thank you, God. Um, when I got out, I I wasn't myself. Like like I mean, I wasn't myself going in, but coming out, I, I was like, I was to my parents like white on earth, and I don't even use that saying. But <laughs> I mean, I did not leave my parents' side. I didn't feel. Uh, if I didn't feel like I, I belonged before, I, I really didn't feel like I belonged then. There were some doctors in that hospital that were so to the book that they kind of forgot that people can still be people that just deal with things in life. Um, and honestly, out of... So, before I get there, um, I was told some things like, I'm supposed to be in the hospital because I messed up. I was told things like I wasn't going to reach my dreams and my goals because my mental was not okay. <laughs> uh, you know, um, what's the something, something else? Um, so I don't mind saying this either. I, I used to self-medicate, you know, uh, with different things, uh, alcohol, drugs. Um, but there was a time before I had gotten into that hospital that I had cut myself off. Like, I, I stopped doing all of that. Um, but, of course, I have to tell them these things. And the doctor comes back to me still telling me that I'm uh, I'm a drug addict or I'm an alcoholic. And I'm trying to get him to, like, you know, say, I, I don't do those things right now. Um so it, it was just, it was just a lot to, to take in, you know. Um, and there was one doctor that, uh, there that could really just see I was a young person going through 
going through, going through. Um, anybody that might be listening and you're at that awkward stage of going from high school to college, especially right now with what's going on, it's okay to, uh, I don't know, take take your time, I guess is the, the best advice. I mean, um, if you feel you need to take a, a semester or a year before you go into college to really figure out what it is you want to do, do that. There's completely nothing wrong with it. I, I think that it's crazy that I've heard more since I've been in my 20s than around that college age that it's okay if you don't go to college or College, it ain't for everybody. Well, I'm thinking, why didn't I hear that then? You know, when I feel I kind of, I was more at that age, and it, I probably could have benefited from it. Um, so moving along, um, probably took me almost a year until I was somewhat back to myself and felt like I could get a job. Um Uh, yeah, you got a question? No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh no, you good. Just checking. Um, just trying to think well, where to go. Uh, so, um, like I said, uh, about a year when I got out, uh, I was somewhat back to myself. Um, I was uh, reconnected with some friends of mine from high school. Um, we would go out some. Uh, I started to. Um, dance for a dance company called Raw Element. Um, and so being able to release some of, well, a lot of what I felt because we performed a lot. Um, there was 50 of us on the company, so there was a lot of people my age to be around. Um, so for, for the period of time that I was on the company for maybe two or three years, I was more myself. Um, now, uh what was it? So I was dancing with them from like 2014 to uh, 2017, 2018. Um, towards the end of 2018, uh, I'd say at the end of fall, I remember for sure November. I, I couldn't tell you what happened November of 2018, I had a switch. Like, I mean, I was up, and I rock bottom. And I think 2018 is really where it hit me that um, this thing that I got going on may or may not ever fully heal. So I'm 24. I still deal with mental illness. I have bipolar depression and anxiety. I don't mind saying it because I've accepted it. Is it mm -hmm. hard sometimes still? Yes. But does it happen often? No. And when it does, I have better coping mechanisms and the tools that I can use to uh, refrain from uh, going in back into my bad and negative habits. Okay. Um, so let's... Let's pause right there because I yeah, think yeah. Uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. there's a lot to unpack there. So just going back, so you said that originally things were just normal 
and this was just a very sudden thing where all of a sudden you, you came home uh, from college or after shortly after starting college and were just suicidal so that there, w there was no buildup was this just a, all of a sudden a sudden thing first day just or was it a buildup or not not that I can remember to be 100% honest with you uh, I I was just I don't know uh, I was I remember going to, uh, I remember going to school uh, okay uh, like, like I said, when I graduated high school, when I was in school, I was I was all good. Um, so now I, I don't I don't recall being any build up to it. Just like when I was somewhat okay between like um, 2014 and 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. and then boom, I'm back, you know, right right back to it. Um, okay. You try know, to stay, try to stay right there in terms of yeah, sit, yeah. Sit, you know what I'm saying leaning back to stay in the frame. Just lean back a little bit. Oh, yeah, stay right there. Yeah, I got that's you. Good. Okay, you okay, cool, cool. Um, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you you had that experience in terms of going home and feeling that way, and then we jump to you being into the, the psychiatric ward, um. And you just mentioned bipolar depression and anxiety. So I know for some people, uh, they may feel a way, but don't really have words for it. In fact, and you probably know this, <clears throat> something that people say where we're from, when they can't describe their emotions or when they recognize that someone's acting different, the statement is, oh, you, you feel some type, some type of way. And we know that that means I can see that something's off. Uh, but for some people, they know that for themselves that something is off. And for you, yours w was very evident. Uh, but I know that there are some people who go through situations, but they're, they're skeptical about talking to the right people to get an answer. Um, many people right, right. do self-medicate and just try to make up a diagnosis for themselves without mm -hmm, ever actually mm -hmm. going to talk to a professional. But you did that. So as far as those diagnoses that you got, for those that are skeptical of it and worried about certain dynamics, could you bring us in on what did that testing process look like for them to get that result? Um, testing process for me to as far as my diagnosis. Right. Was it okay, questions? Okay. Was it written? How, like, how did that look? Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, of course. Uh, so after the whole hospital situation, uh, and then it coming back of course we already knew you know there was something there um i went through uh a few different therapists um before i, I actually got a solid answer um why a few different therapists um so everyone needs to uh, if you're listening definitely hear this um sometimes it takes time to find your correct therapist I think that it sucks. I do, honestly, but I do feel that once you find the correct one for you, what I mean is you need to find somebody that understands you. Um, you need to find somebody that fits your personality um, and talks in a way that comforts you and doesn't feel that 
it's just blah 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 you know like okay i get it i get it you know but but i can't because you know um so it's just things like that um so i had met with a guy i don't recall his name um he was very educational as far as uh, mental health uh um, as far as what's the word uh serotonin being one of the chemicals in in, in, in the brain um, sometimes when you don't have enough of that uh things fluctuate and that, that's part of why I, i'm not professional so don't you know you know you catch good. me you, word, you know word for word but uh yeah you good um he just uh he heard some of what i said and from there just being so many different subjects that all don't necessarily connect uh the way that he saw my emotions fluctuate i guess throughout me talking um i could go from being okay to being mad to, to crying to wiping them off to right back to being okay you know what i mean um so he, he kind of gave us a, a, a clue of depression i don't recall him saying specifically bipolar depression um so i was with him for some time um eventually he got to a point where he uh started to hit too many of my triggers triggers being uh that's the word i use for like uh when, when my depression or anxiety has been triggered. Uh, I don't like using, um, I, I just try to use my most positive words. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's unpack that. I think triggers okay. is an important mm-hmm. conversation to have. So for yeah. you, uh, what does that mean? And then what happens after you're triggered? Mm, that's good, that's good. That's good. Um, so what the triggers mean for me and then what happens after yeah. they're triggered. Okay, okay. Um, so everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there we go. Good example. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, money for me is a big trigger. There was a point in time at a younger age when I had a lot of money. At 20, why I need a lot of money at 20? You know, and now I'm, you know, it was around like 23, 24. I don't. <laughs> um, uh, and so it, over time, I'm not sure where the habit began, but I, I do this thing now where I, I run my numbers. Like I try to plan my life out in two weeks uh, running numbers in my bank account, what I plan to spend, you know, tell myself I'm not going to spend this, even though it's not going to happen that way. Um, and that can become, become a trigger. I'll be running my numbers and enemy running my numbers switch. You know what I mean? I could be from going, okay, Oh, I got money. I got money. And then I get an answer that I wasn't looking for. You know what I'm saying? Um, growing up, uh, around the, the, the college time when I started to reconnect with people. Um, so uh, so I do dance, if you hadn't catch that. Um, and um, I'm bringing it up to say, outside of people that I dance with, my number of friends uh, is small. And uh, at a younger age, that was hard for me to uh, deal with. Um, it's a little bit easier now, um, but for instance, um, 
I try not to get on social media too much because whether it's real or fake, seeing other people post things um, of them with uh, at, at events with people, you know, I'm like, I don't have that. That's a trigger for me. Um, some people right now, to, to switch it up, it's, it's gloomy outside. It's 1052. For some people, that could be a trigger. Um, there's something called uh, SAD. Uh, I I want to look it up. I give you. Um, it's pretty much. There it is. Uh, when when. Uh, okay, seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, is what that's for. Um, those can be triggers. So like. Uh, you expecting to wake up to all sun, but it's nothing but wet. You know, you you thought you were gonna go take a, take your dog for a walk, you can't. Um, you get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So I think you you explained that perfect for people that don't have that insight. It the unexpected happens. You're reminded of something. You know, and some people have post traumatic stress disorder. And that, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. them, a trigger can be anything that remind them of that stressful situation. Uh, you know, for people that may have been raped, they might have a hard time watching movies where there's a violent scene. Um, for sure. So we get that. And I think you, you, you explained that well. And for a lot of people, they may not see that uh, the feelings that they're feeling are triggers or are putting them in a certain mood. They just kind of know that they feel off and then try to push past it, but never yeah. have to take the time to work through, well, what just happened? Or why, why did right. you feel that way? Right. So right. now that we have some very helpful examples of, of, of what triggers can be, uh, I can expound on some other ways I've seen it play out with others um, and how it plays out generally. But for you, after those triggers happen, what is the difference that you feel internally? Um, is it is it sadness? Yeah. Is it do you want to isolate it? For everyone, it looks different. Just trying to get some insight right. to yours. Yeah, some yeah. people might be having the same thing, and they haven't been able to put words right. to it yet. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's that's definitely. Um, it can vary. It can, it can definitely vary. I'm definitely more. Oh, oh, that's good. Okay, that's real good. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go get real personal. Um, I've never actually told anybody this. Um, so I'm I'm definitely my triggers most of the time take me to anger. Um, I've anger has kind of been a thing in my family, uh, and so it's always uh, zero to a hundred real quick. Um, uh, so let me just go into this because I, I don't even know what other example to give. Um, I was on vacation with my parents, uh, with my family. Uh, I have an older brother as well. Um, and things were going good. We were went to Orlando to go to the uh, uh, Universal Resort. One morning, I woke up. I call it the the morning switch, and we we can talk about that later if you want to. Uh, how you you might go to sleep happy, like with a legit smile on your face, and you wake up, 
wanting to stay in the bed all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody um, can come in your room and you just blow up. It's like it's like you had a tripwire at, at your door, and the moment they open it, boom. Whatever emotions you had up there, boom, 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 boom. And, and the people that, that don't deal with it, they don't know what, what the heck to do with that. You know what I mean? And so if, if that's you, uh, I'm, I can see how that can be tough. And so, it, it you know, you just, they want you to speak out on what you got going on. And so if you have, if you're one of the people that, that do happen to speak out, even the, the slightest bit, it could be one thing versus 10 subject, 10 different subjects. Um, and let's just say that you were expecting uh, a certain answer. I know for me, sometimes I might be expecting them to say something that would make me feel good or versus telling me the stuff that I need to hear and don't want to hear. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. Uh, I don't remember what the conversation was. I just know that everyone in my family was trying to calm me down. And it was just like pouring gas on a fire. Um, long story short, put it in the camera for you guys can see. Um, I ended up, uh, if you deal with anger, if you deal with hitting things, I would uh, try to recommend finding something different to do. Um, and, and I don't mind giving some things that I do now. Um, what was I just putting in the camera? Uh, I have a scar on my pinky because I hit something, uh, fracturing my fifth metacarpal bone of the pinky. Um, doctor said that that is a very rare case. Um, another term would be, uh, like a, a boxes fracture. However, they do say that boxes fractures are more here. Uh, mine was more here and it would have been a thing where if I did not get surgery, which right now I have a metal plate in my hand, uh, with three screws, uh, supposed to be four. However, um, the doctor described it to my mom as uh, shattered glass. Pretty much the bone was so messed up. There was no place for the screw to screw into. Um, so, of course, I, I can move it now, but I feel it. This fist, I feel something moving in there. And let me tell you, it's been the worst pain I've ever had in my life. So again, I'm not down to you. If you have some anger, it is okay. Anger is a is a regular emotion. Um, it's just a matter of learning how to channel that emotion. Mm -hmm. um, who Absolutely. am I? I'm sorry. I, I've come such a long way. It's uh, it's, it's awesome to see. Um, no man, I'm yeah. I'm so so and then go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I love you. <laughs> I was just I was gonna say yeah yeah. Uh, so if if you're at a place right now, you you really think that you can't get through the next six, twelve, twenty four, forty eight hours, and, and then some. I'm a living witness to you. Uh, it was, I had I had mental breakdowns every single day, every single night. My father doesn't cry, but I used to have him bawling tears on a regular basis because he didn't know how to help me. 
and just me being here now able to to, to help in some kind of way. Uh, I could be YouTube, YouTube one day uh, if you if you so choose. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that you're you're able to have this conversation. This is why why we do it. So every time I see someone, right. uh, whether it's online or in my personal life, breaking a little bit where they're starting to share, I always capitalize on it and say, hey, you know, let's talk about that. Let's share that. Yeah, because, for sure. Uh, this is such a common experience. Um, and a lot of times people don't have, have ways out. Or people might look at, and I'm glad you mentioned social media, people look at social media and see... Uh, a highlight reel and they think mm -hmm. that is people's <laughs> life but they don't realize that they're just showing you the beautiful aspects of what's going on um you don't know about what's going on behind the scenes like what you just mentioned what you were going through with your dad people don't know stuff like that um, mm -hmm. and meaningful relationships like that take time to build it also requires you to to get the help that you need for whatever you're experiencing i want to um again just applaud you for for having the strength to have the conversation because I know that that other element for us as men is pride. So it's like, if you oh, yeah. are going through this, it's like, well, you know mm -hmm. what? Now I've been good for the past five years. Nothing. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm happy you brought that thing up. I didn't, I didn't even cross my mind. The, uh, the part of being a man, uh, it's something that I still struggle with and I try to get, the female friends that I do have to understand how it is like to be a guy. Just talked to my dad about this literally yesterday. Um, we get taught to be strong all the time, to uh, suck it up and keep moving. Why? Because here's how my dad explained it to me when I was a kid, and I won't say that you know, like like he did because you know. I don't know who's watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> the world doesn't give a crap about you. You want to call out of work? Nah, don't do that. Get your butt out of bed. Handle your business. Like I don't care what you got going on. Yeah, you know? And so you become programmed like that. And now here you are. I know for me, when it's been real difficult in 2018 and 19, uh, in, in your 20s now, you... You're trying to figure out, I got to grow up, I got to pay my own bills, I work a job, I got stuff at work, I got stuff out of work, I got stuff I want to do in my life, how do I balance it all, because I didn't learn how to do it when I was coming up, and it's funny now, I see different posts or Things now, especially with COVID-19 and isolation, how people are speaking more on how men need to learn those things, how it's okay to know that you have emotions because they're there, know that you can deal with them, but you can still be a man. You can still protect, you know what I mean? Uh, so that's that was something good to, to bring up. Yeah. So I think um, there are a lot of things going on that I think are sparking necessary conversations, whether it be uh, that conversation you mentioned about men beginning to open up and explore vulnerability, but also this conversation mm -hmm. about mental health. I know you try to stay off social, but I'll just throw this out there. 
have you been able to see or follow what's been going on with Kanye? Uh, I see it partially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why do you ask? Well, just because he, you know, has had a lot of, I would just say public outbursts where people are like, yo, he, you know, what's going on with him? And some will argue that people only have a problem with it because they don't like his views, um, whether it be mm-hmm. political or whatever. But for me, I'm looking at it through the framework of mental health. Um, we right, do right. know that he has been diagnosed with bipolar as well. Um, and I actually was just having a conversation with someone about, you know, years ago, I said that, man, it looks like he's starting to deteriorate, like this mental health years ago, just with different things he kept doing in the public. You know, it just it, it was concerning for me just sitting back and watching. Right. Um, so I know that some of the things that he has been doing are consistent with someone with with, or bipolar um and in many cases something that i know is common is denying that you have it um one day admitting to and then another day denying it um and he he did that for a period of time um these radical emotional shifts high and low high and low um manic and and depressive um so, in having that conversation, people were, I think, they agreed with some of the recent statements he's been making. So, it was like, you know, don't try to bring up his mental health. You're just saying that because you disagree with him. But I think mm-hmm. they didn't clearly didn't have an understanding of how this illness then affects your behavior. There's no right. way to divorce the two. It's not like, um, right. I have a sore toe, and you'll just never know. Like, no, this is going mm-hmm. to affect my how I carry myself, how I communicate, especially if I'm not being medicated properly. So uh, two things I want to go to next, and we can close out with this. Could you speak Mm -hmm. to what does that experience look like? Once again, a day-to-day, we talked about the triggers, but outside of that, what are some other symptoms you've observed in yourself? And then we can close out with uh, how medication has helped you and particularly the journey with medication, because I do know just like with finding the right therapist, you might have to go to different ones to find the right fit, but don't give up. The same thing can be the case with medication where you have to get your dosage right, but a lot of times mm-hmm. if it's wrong, people just quit completely and they might spiral. So I'll bring yeah. it back to that, but could you just start with what are these symptoms like on a day-to-day for the bipolar, but also the depression as well? Sure, man. Um... Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, that was something that I wanted to go through. And I, I briefly brought it up earlier. Um uh I called it the uh the morning switch. Mm-hmm. Um that that formed for me over time, uh, because it was something that happened so often. Um I could go out to a dance class, have a great time with my friends, doing what I love to do. Come home, proud of myself, go to sleep, happy. I wake up, irritated as I'll get up. Um, so let's say now uh, I used uh, to-do list. 
Um, let's say I had 10 things on my to-do list. But uh, I wake up, not okay. I see those 10 things. I see that I woke up two hours after my usual time. And I don't know how to separate my life now. You know, I had it all set up at a certain time. Don't know what to do because I can't process it all. I got, but I wanted to do this. I want to do that. I'm doing this because I want a life of my own. I'm doing this because people talk down to me. Oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm so, and now, now you're starting to get these negative thoughts on top of what you already had with the to-do list. Uh, and it, it becomes a, I explained to my parents, uh, like, uh, uh, if you had to think about everything that bothers you at your job from a day-to-day basis, and you put it onto, like, three broken records and just play them back, that's what it can feel like eventually. You know, you just keep. And there's no pause button. There's no eject. Uh, and now people are trying to help you. So then that's another thing. Now you got what you got up here already. You got what people are trying to tell you. And so now you have to process that as well as think about, well, just me saying this, I'm getting exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As, as well as thinking about giving the answer. So now you got a big tornado with words up here. And, I mean, who wouldn't get frustrated? You're trying to speak. And especially if you're one that deals with anger. Uh, I know me, when I get really mad, I stutter. I, I can't speak for the life of me. And that makes me more angry. You know, I'm trying to explain what I got going on. I'm trying to separate what's up here. I'm trying to tell you. But I just can't. And then that's just like one more fuse box right there. Boom. Um, and that was kind of like like how it happened for, for my hand. I was on the phone at the time. That's why I was my left hand, not my right hand, thankfully. <laughs> um, uh, it just it becomes to be too much. Um, what was the other question that you had asked? Just so I don't just uh, what the bipolar depression and anxiety look like from day to day. And if you finish that, cool. And then we will transition into uh, medication. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I feel for the bipolar piece that was, I mean, at least for me, I know it's, it's different for everybody. Um, I, well, I guess I'll, I'll do one more for bipolar and I'll go to anxiety because this happened recently. Uh, especially for um, all that's going on right now with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement uh, and just the uh, racism. Y'all, y'all, y'all. It's okay to speak about what you're pissed off about, okay? And I I don't want to speak for everybody, assuming that everybody's mad, you could be sad, you could just be bothered by it. Um, With the racism uh even if you have not personally dealt with a you know had a confrontation 
with the police or just with a racist person. Um, I have personally on different occasions, um, even being as light-skinned as I am, it's crazy. Um, I didn't realize recently how hurt I was by it all. Uh, my mama came by, um, and you know, it all came up, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough seeing my friends, especially now when you can't see them so often. Um, I'm gonna get off subject. Uh, oh, okay. This is why I brought it up. Um, um, so I was talking to my mom, um, and I, I started out good. I started out real good. Um, a guy came into my job uh, last week, um, and I hadn't told anybody about how it made was make, making me feel. Pretty much, he came into my job. Uh, my job has um, uh, money scanners for fake money, uh, if money is, is uh, sticking together and stuff like that. Um, Caucasian guy comes into my job and he makes a comment. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't to me, because, mm. <laughs> 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 uh, pretty much just saying, you know, you, you could never be too careful um, in this day and age, especially with all that's going on with, with uh, George Floyd. Um, and I'm thinking, oh man, that's, it's way too much, way too soon. You know what I mean? Uh, my job is predominantly black. Uh, it's two white people there. Everyone else is black. Um, and I don't know where my manager was at the time. I just know that it came to my attention because it was said to my Caucasian coworker. Uh, just bringing this up to say, uh, so I was talking to my mom and I switched through this being okay to anger like furious because I did this what is the fix for this what as black people do we do to deserve all of what we've been getting you know then I and then I switched to tears immediately because now I'm I'm scared for myself I'm scared from for my friends and family what if I don't see them because they get stopped by the wrong police you know what I mean um so that can definitely add to your bipolar depression. Um, uh, just just bring it up to to say talk yeah. more, yeah. talk more. Uh, and then last thing, I'm so I feel like I'm rambling on. Uh, anxiety. Um, that's a rough one. Um, that is a rough one. Uh, what's a good example that I've had? Um, okay, so, uh, clutter. Um, cluttered spaces aren't the best for those with anxiety. Um, I know for me it's especially, um, I can't totally explain. It's anxiety is a little bit more harder for me personally to explain. Uh, it, it was more the bipolar for me, um, but I do have cases of it. Um, I feel like everything gets sped up in your mind, um, and there's no stop button. You know, uh, it's just. 
Oh man, I, that's a tough one. Um, because anxiety is definitely different for people. Um, right. uh, no, I get it in terms of. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not bad. No, you're good. No, I I I've, <laughs> I I asked that question because I know that it's not one solid thing. Um, yeah, I've seen it play out so many different ways, but. Um, what I hear you saying, well, I feel like I heard it come out in some of the other stuff you were discussing in terms of there might be a situation in front of you, and I wonder if this is the anxiety too, where you start thinking about different possibilities that aren't actually the case yet, and then feeling rushed by a hypothetical, and then stressing about what could happen. And that distracting you from the present, so then that's, you didn't get accomplished what you plan to get accomplished in the present, and then there's going to be an impact for missing whatever deadline you missed, and you weren't as productive as you intended to be. So it's just all those things coming down at once, and I I know some people might just dismiss it as overthinking, but what I understand well, what I think I understand about people that experience that from what I've heard is it's not as simple as just, well, stop overthinking and relax. It's not that simple. Yeah. Um, not at all. It, mm-hmm. it, it's almost crippling to a certain extent. Um, and certain certain, and I'm glad you're even kind of fumbling through it to explain it because it's like, well, if, if you're going through it and it's hard to even explain it, imagine how hard <laughs> yeah. you understand it if you don't have it. Right. So I think that's just a perfect visual for people to, you know, to, to have some insight into how anxiety plays out. Um, and, and once again, I think that speaking about these things is a good place to start, but also following up to to get some additional support. So we can close out with this. What um, You don't have to say the specific names of the medications if you don't want to, but just explaining uh your journey with the medication was there a dosage issue you know because because i know that from other people's experiences what can happen is the dosage can be too high or too low and then create additional issues um or rob you i know there's a fear of mental health medications robbing you of your personality or making you Mm -hmm. hyper alert to the point where you're even more anxious than you were so people are worried about a variety of things happening. So could you just share with us uh, what your journey has been with medication? Because I do know, as we mentioned in the beginning, I saw a post about you addressing these things. And regardless of how the medication started, it has you in a good spot now where you're able to work full time. Because at one point you were in a position where you couldn't even do your part time job. Oh, for sure. I was calling out all the time, part time. Yeah, um, yeah, so, hmm, God help me, I'm saying that because I, all right, so I'm a, I'm going to be open and honest, so I, I don't mind it, not at all, I'm reason being, I'm being hesitant because I don't know who all is watching, um, I'm not on your average medications, um, I'm just, Wish I had something else here. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Um, okay, so it took me a long period of time to get on medication. Um, 
mostly that was for well, everything that had happened with me in a hospital, um, psychiatric hospital. Um, people were kind of trying to force them on me uh, because I felt that I was already messed up. I felt like me taking medications, uh, it, it made me feel more messed up. Um, so my parents were looking for like just some pills or just something for me from doctors and medical centers for uh, five, six plus months. And they kept getting told some something different, getting sent someplace else. Um, Excuse me. Um, and uh, so my mom, one day, uh, she just took a big step. And if you're watching this, please let me finish before you, you get off the call. <laughs> um, she, uh, there are different medical cannabis um, dispensaries around Maryland. Um, D.C. as well, but more so Maryland for medical base. Like, if you don't have a medical card, you cannot purchase things. Um, a lot of the time when people... Okay, and so uh, before I get on that, I currently work in... Uh, I, I think I put in that post, um, not only do I have a full-time job now, but it is a full-time job within the same medical stuff that I'm currently taking, Okay. Reason being, um, it has changed my life. Like, I mean, it has changed my life, and I want to study it, study it, study it, so that I can also use it for other people. Um, so going back, um, a lot of times when people hear cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, people are always thinking of the psychoactive change. To, oh, man, I'm high. You stoned, bro? Like, like is there that? Yes. But... There is something called um, uh, an endocannabinoid system that is uh, within your body. Um, everybody, uh, everybody's uh, works differently. Um, there are different what we call. Uh, where is my? Give you a picture if I can. Um, this is why I'm trying to do this stuff. I've been wanting to speak out about this on my own social media. I've just been make, wanting to make sure that I had all of my facts correct, you know, because people have a bad uh, reputation for this stuff. Um, so, let's see if you see this picture here. Um, this is my patient journal that I use for uh, medical cannabis. Um, it's kind of a tough picture to see in the camera, um, mm -hmm. but this here would be your endocannabinoid system. Uh, you have something called CB1 and CB2 receptors within your body that respond to certain parts of cannabis and what they call cannabinoids within the cannabis itself. Um, cannabinoids, that could be a thing like we all have heard of CBD, okay? But there's a lot more things than just CBD that can be very medical for you, um, such as... It's okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> such as... Uh, uh, you have CBG, um, you have CBN, uh, CBN, uh, uh, CBC, uh, and THCV. Uh, THCV um, is also a very good thing for, um, it kills cancer cells. Um, who wouldn't want some of that? You know what I mean? Um, so there's just different 
uh, aspects of medical cannabis that a lot of people do not know about. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, um, just to end with, because uh, I don't have too many other things with me right now, um, these here are just tablets. You don't smoke, you don't vape, you know. Okay, pop, man. Use one before I got on this call. I'm not high at all, okay? Um, it's great for anxiety. It's what we call a one to one product, excuse me. Um, so you have some CBD, uh, which CBD does, is legal in all 50 states. Um, CBD does not get you high. Uh, CBD is great for anxiety, uh, great for pain, uh, great for sleep. Um, stress relief, uh, and a few other things that I just aren't coming to my mind right now. Um, THC helps a- activate CBD. Um, the two together, uh, for some people, again, you do have to find your dosages, but I'm just saying it to say uh, medical cannabis is starting to be uh, broadcasted more. So uh, with this generation especially, there are uh, people really generally studying and even what i just mentioned it goes so much deeper into that like there is a, a real science to this stuff um that i yeah, i'm still learning um uh so yeah so there are things like uh these tablets here um you could use uh lotions creams i've used lotions for uh, i used to have some really bad muscle spasms um tinctures uh and again, not all of these things get you have that psychoactive change. Um, but th- those are the, the uh, medications that I've been on. Um, mm-hmm. If you would like to do re- research, feel free. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm now uh, to end with, uh, I'm taking my own notes for uh, more so CBD related things. Uh, on how to make more infused teas. Uh, my ultimate goal is uh, to change people's lives, not with just my story, uh, but with fitness. I'm a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor as well. Um, as a professional dancer, I dance for the Washington Wizards. Um, not to brag, but just to say that you can uh, go through a whole bunch and you still get all your dreams and you, and you make them a reality. Um, but I want to use those things with medical cannabis um, to change people's lives, to educate people and different things and the benefits with them. Um, uh, sorry, this is my final, final thing. Um, uh, for the anger, I, I said I would talk about some things that, that helped me. Um, exercise, exercise, exercise. That can be as simple as taking a walk down the street walking up the steps a couple of times, doing some push-ups. If you have a gym membership, go try to lift some things, try out a couple of new things. Uh, just working out helps boost endorphins in the brain, which helps uh, boost your mood. Yeah. So that, that's all I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been great. I really thank you for joining me today. Um, <clears throat> giving a lot of helpful information. And once again, that was Brian Smith, and this has been the Whole Brother Mission Podcast.